Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only four ninety five a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com. Good morning, Ellie. How are you? Good morning, Steph. How are you? Well, I see you on TV and follow you on Twitter, so I know how you are. Let's just get right to it. Yeah, look, I'm, <laughs> look, I'm on the East Coast, right? So, like, out here on the East Coast, we have these things called seasons. Right. And uh, right now it's in the fall season. And that's kind of how my mood is. I, fall is actually my least favorite season, right? Like, I'm not a pumpkin spice person. Right. Um, I hate fall because everything is dying and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Right. Like, you know what's coming. Yes. You know, you know when those leaves turn, you know they're going to fall on your lawn and then you're going to have to pick yeah. them up and then it's going to be free, frozen, right? Like, you know that that's your future. You and just skip the a, you just skip the how pretty the leaves are section and go right to they're yeah, going to be dead soon. Right. Okay, go they're ahead. Just, they're, hmm? You know they're pretty because they're dead, right? Um, and so like that's what I feel about this country, right? Like we we are in the fall of this country. Things are dying all around us. There's there's some activity, you know. There's some trick or treating happening, but like we we we're, we I feel like we're on a path and nobody can nobody can stop it. We're not stopping it. We know yeah. what's happening. And nobody's stopping it. Well, that's, yeah, I I was saying that, you know, whether it's you, your friend Joy Reid, Malcolm Nance, you know, a few of us, I just, I I absolutely, Hillary Clinton, I mean, I feel like are sounding the alarm saying, you know, we are not taking this seriously enough that this could be literally the death of our democracy. It is not hyperbole, is it? No, it's not. And, and, and it's, I don't want to say nobody cares, but nobody is willing to do what is required to protect it right nobody's willing to take the big change the big risk the big um uh, uh the big the, the big performance to stop what's clearly coming everybody wants to be safe everybody wants to protect their own institution protect their own little part of the store nobody's putting out the fire yeah. And and that's where we are. Well, so we're we we just played Chairman Thompson, obviously. Um, you know, we have uh, Chairman Schiff taped this morning. Where, where do you where do you think we are with this? Because I know that, you know, there was a st- how many stories did I get yesterday, uh, Travis, that, you know, the headline is, you know, uh, threatens uh, blah, blah. You know, the, the talking about what they are going to do. The January 6th committee. Now, I know we have to wait. Okay, there's due process. The d- vote is Tuesday in the House. But then what? Do you know what I mean? I think a lot of us are, are not just impatient, but, um, you know, what's the word? A little pessimistic about what's going to happen, whether it's Steve Bannon or others. 
Steve Bannon is in flagrant violation of the law. His argument for not complying with the subpoena, not turning over documents, and not sitting for a definition is bonkers. Right. It, it, there, there is no legal... Uh, uh, there's no legal there there. It's, it's as stupid as Sidney Powell's arguments or Rudy Giuliani's arguments. Like, that's how dumb they are, right? Right. So, but he's promised to be this man for the entire time. So the first deadline to turn over documents was last Thursday. He missed that deadline. Did we start prosecuting him last Thursday? No, because this Thursday was the deadline for the depositions. And we had to wait till he missed that deadline. So he missed that deadline. So did we start prosecuting him on Thursday? No, because there's a three day rule that you have to wait three days before you can start the process right. of referring him for criminal contempt. So now we have to wait till Tuesday. We're gonna wait till Tuesday. Hopefully we'll get a vote on Tuesday. Hopefully then they'll send that vote to the full house. Hopefully then the full house will, so now we're talking about Thursday, Friday, next week, right? right? Then the full house will refer that to Merrick Garland, a man, you know, not known for his speed. And then it will be up to Merrick Garland to decide whether or not to criminally prosecute Steve Bannon for, for, for criminal content. But oh, look, look at what I just said criminally prosecute. What does that mean? Well, that means there's a trial. So unless Bannon just, you know, decides, oh, actually, Merrick Garland, I'm going to listen to you. No, 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 no. Then we'll all we go to trial. We'll have motion practice. We'll have a jury trial. We'll have to wait for a jury verdict. Then we'll get a jury verdict. Then Steve Bannon will appeal that jury verdict. You yeah. see what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, yes. It's going to be long past the midterms before this man is even punished yeah. for ignoring the subpoena. Well, and notice at no point have I said Steve Bannon will actually be forced to turn over the documents and give the testimony about about what he knows. Right. Because that's not what criminal contempt does. Criminal contempt is there to punish people who do not uh, abide by the process. It's not to force them to abide by the process. If we were interested in forcing Steve Bannon to do something, and this is what I'm talking about, Steph, this is what I'm talking about, the bold actions needed to protect democracy. If we were interested in forcing Steve Bannon to follow the law, we would hold him in inherent contempt right. of Congress and put him in jail today. Yeah, that's that's what you would you would send true. You would send marshals. the sergeant of arms, yeah. mm -hmm. the marshals to go to Steve Bannon's house and put him in handcuffs and put him in jail today for inherent contempt of yes. Congress. And then he can sit in jail. While he works on his appeal. Well, let's hope they do it. Who was it? Uh, Travis, yesterday, Stephanie, Representative Stephanie Murphy said we're going to use all of those US tools, marshals. including the marshals. So I, I hope, you know, it's interesting, Kelly. People I respect, I mean, AG from uh, Mueller, she wrote, tweeted, you know, be patient with due process. Otherwise, we're going to have a Cosby or, a, a, you know, Oliver North. Like, I get it. And the law is frustrating. I've often said to many of my legal lads and ladies, it's dumb. <laughs> justice delayed is justice denied. I don't understand it, how people are. It's what Donald Trump's been doing his whole life, right? Just running out the clock that you're able able to do that. So I do think we have to use every tool but, in our arsenal. I agree with you on the marshals. But can I, can I, can I back up for a second? Because yeah. when you say because they're able to do that, black people ain't. Thank you. Oh, my God. Right? Can I just say what? What, you, what you just said this weekend in white people? A D.C. federal judge has just granted permission for a January 6th defendant to go travel to attend a Pittsburgh Steelers-Denver Broncos game. I, I, what? Like, the, the different level of justice that we see uh, uh, brought to white citizens who try to overthrow the government 
versus what we would see from a black person who tried to steal a candy bar is 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 offensive and and it and and people people act like black people don't notice this right right we we notice we the base of the democratic party notice the ways in which we're being treated unfairly by comparison to the january 6th terrorists or the steve bandons of the world so when we say like the law is slow and we have to respect due process and blah 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 like why is it always due process for thee but not for me well, where what, did, what? yes, where Ellie was this leaked from, or what it did? Is Merrick Garland on record? Because apparently he said, you know, he's reticent to put these insurrectionists in jail for a long period of time because it might further radicalize them. I'm like, did you ever hear that during the Black Lives Matter protests? That never. <laughs> yes. Right. They're, they never care about radicalizing us. Um, they never care about radicalizing, you know, whoever we're drone striking today. Um, but we're worried about further radicalizing white people who are already white domestic terrorists. Like that's that's yeah. what we're worried about further radicalizing. And and it's it's look this uh, you know I have I was skeptical of Garland from the moment that he yeah. was put forward as a potential candidate. I expected this kind of behavior from Merrick Garland. He's always been an institutionalist. He's always been cautious. He's never shown the fire in his belly to go after powerful people. His claim to fame, his prosecutorial claim to fame was prosecuting Timothy McVeigh, the Oklahoma City bomber. And one of the things that I have tried to get people to understand is that prosecuting the bomber is easy prosecuting the guy who actually showed up with a bomb to kill people that's the easy part prosecuting powerful people right. is the hard part prosecuting mm. the people who funded the terrorist attack is the hard part and that's the hard part that garland has never shown a willingness to do in his entire career and it was obvious before he would yeah yes it was obvious before he was announced no. <laughs> yep CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Well, so I'm looking at the headline, Democrats plan Senate vote next week on revised voting rights bill. And it goes to your piece, Democrats are ready to abandon black voters again. Um, And we've talked about this. The data scientist David Shore is urging Democrats to dump their racial justice message if they want to maintain any power. That is a terrible idea. You just said overpowering Republicans with enthusiasm and turnout is the only way to beat them. And because trying to appease them is both morally intolerable and strategically foolish. You said, unfortunately, to run that campaign, the Democratic Party would have to be different. It would have to be a party that's not desperately hoping one day rural whites vote their economic self-interest instead of their racial self-interest. Um, you just said Shore's not wrong about white America. He's not wrong about non-college educated America. He just doesn't have any useful ideas about what to do about it. Um, yeah, I, it is an interesting debate, Ellie, but you're right. If we don't have voting rights, if we can't, if our base can't vote, what else matters? Right. If black people, black people can only save this country from white people if you let us. Right. And and the Republican solution has been to not let us. The majority of white people will vote for the Republican as they have done in every election since the passage of the Civil Rights Act. That's not an accident, folks. 
and I know that this bothers some white people when I say it this way, but the majority of white people will vote for whiteness over justice every day, every election. That's just reality. That is just the reality of our country. There is a racial divide, and on one side of that divide, you have a majority of whites voting to continue racism, and you have an overwhelming majority of of black people and brown people voting to bring more justice to the world. Black people vote overwhelmingly Democrat. Latinos vote strongly Democrat. As much as we always talk about, like, there's some black sliding, black backsliding in the Latino community. Yeah. There's still, you know, 67%. I'd love to get 67% of white people. Yeah. I'd love to get 67% of white women. Yeah. Like I can get 67% of Latinos. So, so I don't really, I'm not going to sit here and, 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 and denigrate the, the, always there's going to be people within a racial group who vote for who it's a diverse, you know, that's not a mall. If people have diverse opinions, I'm not, you're not going to get a hundred percent. Yeah. But consistently black and brown people make up the base of this party. And that is in opposition to the majority of white people who vote Republican. So what do you do with that information? Well, centrist Democrats, David Shore, Joe Manchin, Kristen Sinema, Joe Biden, to yeah. a very large extent, these people say, oh, no, 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 what you got to do is encourage the racist to maybe come over to your side and show them that even though they're racist, here's some money. And then the, right. like that's the right. The other way of doing it, the way we want Georgia is to turn out, motivate yep. and have black and brown people want to run through a wall to go vote for a Democrat, because that is what Republicans are erecting walls. And you've got to have people who are willing to stand in that line. Yeah, without I mean, water to, yeah. to to go vote for you. And I don't see what the Biden administration is doing to to, to make that happen. And this stuff, you know, I, I've talked about this a little bit. Um, um, I've got to I'm one of those. I've got to go into my community in 2022 or 2024 yeah. and try to convince people, people who don't pay, pay a lot of attention to politics, you know, people who aren't, you know, watching MSNBC every day. Got to convince people to take time out of their busy lives to go vote for these people, right? And when I do that right now, I get dunked on, all right? I get clowned in my community because I've got people, you know, from my community sending me text messages with just pictures of the Biden administration beating Haitians in the Rio Grande, whipping them in the Rio Grande, being like, told you about them, white folks, told you. And what do I say to that? Well, well, actually, uh, Joe, Joe Biden has now banned horses. From, like, that, that's my argument. I look, I look like right. a fool right. when I have to do that, right? Um, and that's the position that the Biden administration puts me and other, and, and not to, I'm irrelevant, puts black activists, people who are on the ground, trying yeah. to get people well, registered to vote. That's the position that they put us in. We're almost out of time, Ellie, but I got to say, I... <laughs> I understand how you feel because it's how I feel on every single. Apparently, we can't have anything from infrastructure to voting rights because of two white people, Joe Manchin and, and Kristen Cinema. I guess it's all. So the voting rights, Chuck Schumer is going to put it up Wednesday. But this is the legislation crafted by Joe Manchin, who says he's going to get Republicans to vote for it, even though, of course, as usual, he's had no success. Even uh, Collins and Murkowski have shown little interest in the bill. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go through this again. And they're saying Democrats want to show Manchin and Cinema that uh, the only option they have to advance the bill is to change the filibuster rules. Well, I don't think that's going to work either, is it? <laughs> so, you know, uh, it- even this watered-down voting rights bill that's done by Joe Manchin, 
apparently it will get zero Republican support. I mean, yes, right. It's it's, and one of the things about what what did they water out? This is this always I, I like to play this game. <laughs> As you pointed out, this is the Joe Manchin voting rights bill. So what did he take out of the bill that was in the For the People Act? All of the ethics stuff. All like the For the People Act was not just about voting rights. It had various ethical constraints. It forced uh, presidential candidates to release their tax reforms. Yeah. It prevented uh, uh, candidates from giving money to their families. Uh, a bunch of stuff. Joe Manchin took all of that out. Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. Well, it's like he watered down the gun rights thing because, okay, and no Republicans did that either. Okay. We love you, Ellie. We went way long because you're Ellie Mistal, and we love you so much. All right. Love you, honey. (laughs) I apologize. All right. No worries. Okay. All right. 20. It wasn't happy clappy, but that's not, it shouldn't be. No. All right.